today on this beautiful September Sunday, just as football season begins, it seems that every year this gospel reading coincides with the start of football. And I only say that because the, in the gospel reading today, we had John 3.16. And somehow it became hip and popular for them to hold these signs up in the stadiums by the goalposts. You've seen it in the end zones. And I'm not sure how that even started, to be honest with you, or why it started. But surely it started in the Orthodox Church way before it started in the NFL. This gospel today, forgive me, let me grab the bulletin. This gospel today is probably the most quoted piece of scripture in the world. People, even non-Christians, know about John 3.16. For us, it's important to understand the significance of God's love for us. In our lives, typically, we understand God's love when life is going well, somewhat, because we usually give credit to other things when things are going well. If things are going well at work, we say, I'm good. If things are going well um, with our children, we say, we're good parents, that's why. If things are going well um, in our business, we say, you know, we're good business people. We generally don't give credit to God. When things go bad, however, when things go badly, who's the person we first tend to blame? God, always. That's how human nature seems to work. That when things go well, we give credit to ourselves, and when things go badly, we blame someone else. The truth is, and we've said this many times, and I'm going to read the passage, just that, that one, the last two verses, so that we know what we're talking about. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Once human beings, once we Orthodox Christians understand the significance of God's love and the significance of the crucifixion and the resurrection, everything changes. When you see people, you hear stories about people in this world that have lived tragic lives, where they've made a lot of mistakes, they've struggled, and then at some point there is a sudden change. And there's different things that we say why, we have different theories on why things changed for them. And usually they'll say, I had some kind of an experience, I had an experience with God, something. The truth is that every human being has an opportunity to understand and to receive a revelation and the knowledge of the truth. And sometimes we're not ready for it. It passes us by and we're too busy or too proud or things are too good in our lives for us to know that we even need to understand God and the truth. But the biggest problem for most human beings is death. It's what stresses us the most, eventually. 
There's other things that stress us earlier in our lives. But it's evident, and for the clergy, we have the blessing to spend a lot of time with people at the end of their lives. When we were young, our parents would tell us, my parents would say, They used to tell me. Here where I am, here where you are, where you are, I once was, my parents would say. And where I am, you'll come eventually. And the truth is, as we get older in life, our mindset changes. For most of us, we don't sweat the small stuff as much anymore. We focus on more important things. We focus on relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with one another. The little things in life are unimportant. The challenge is to make it when we're young, to focus on the important things when we're young, to not be distracted by little things when we're young and healthy and able, because the spiritual life in Orthodoxy is understood as a climb, climbing a mountain. And if we start when we're 85, although it's never too late, thank God we can start even when we're 85. But it's better to start early, of course. When we have the opportunity to be with people at the end of their lives, at their bedside, many times people are still with it mentally. They can communicate. They know they're dying. They know they're in their last hours or days. And not once have they spoken to us about their money or their success or their power, they talk about two things. And I know I've told you this before, but I'm saying it not only for your benefit, but it, when I preach, I preach for my own benefit as well, so I can remember. They speak about their relationships, many times broken relationships, and they speak about their regrets, which sometimes are one and the same. They regret not having done something, or they regret having done something wrong and perhaps not repented properly. They ask for confession. Some people for the first time in their life, in the last hours of their life, are moved to the point, and some people are critical of this, I know, and it's wrong to be critical of this, but they're moved to the point where they'd like to repent even in their last hours. It's a beautiful thing. Of course, it's better to have repented over and over again and received the sacrament of confession. But even in the ninth hour, the saints say, God will accept us and hold us and hug us. Broken relationships. God so loved the world, we are to return that love to God, and yet we have the difficulty of loving one another. Life is hard. Relationships are hard. I'm not being critical of someone who has a hard time speaking to their brother or sister. But we have to overcome these difficult things. We have to learn to love one another. We have to learn to focus on the important things. And sometimes that last sentence where it says, he sent his son not to judge the world, but to save the world. Sometimes things that we hear in the Gospels or in the tradition of the church, because they... We've, we said this recently, because it's one, something that hits close to home, we feel that we're being criticized. The church is a good mother, and a good mother out of love for her children will guide them and tell them that they need to change. And sometimes it hurts to hear that. 
but in the end, it's for our own good. And of course, we have to be told in a proper way, in a loving way, the way a good mother would guide her children. I pray that we can remember the great love that God has for the world and for each one of us individually. God loves us so much that he gave us the ability to repent and to be forgiven over and over again, no matter what we have done. We've seen saints that were the worst of the worst people, the worst people, the worst kinds of sins, the kind of people that we would see and criticize today. We would say, oh, look who's coming. She's the worst, or he's the worst. And yet they stand in the church and are honored as saints because God loves us so much that he is willing to accept us and take us back any time we are ready.